0: Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show.
1: Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that
0: pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga.
1: My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence.
0: It's Al and
1: Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go on the podcast
0: on a, a Thursday morning. Al Dukes, how you be, man?
1: Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, Jerry, I was battling with uh, callers today. No, I was, you? I was battling with uh, people on Twitter. Uh, it was it was mainly all Craig Carton-related uh, things because it came up on the program today. Uh, so I, I wrote down some of the things I was battling people on. Okay. And I thought maybe we can discuss them. Sure. And see where you stand on this. So uh, let's see. As far as the the Craig victims go, I got I got a lot of that, so uh, people would write, you know, because I would say, hey, I feel bad for uh, Craig and his wife and his mm-hmm. children, and that I knew Craig was not a bad person. I do think Craig had uh, a very bad gambling problem, which we were not fully aware of how bad it was, uh, and then I think he became a desperate man. So people kept writing to me and saying, well, what about the victims? And it's weird because, you know, it is a white-collar crime. So it wasn't like murder, child pornography, breaking an entry, holding a gun to someone's head. But there are still victims in this thing, I think mainly Craig's family. But I was having a hard time myself looking at the victims in this case in that I feel like it was almost like Craig did slimy things to slimy people.
0: The whole thing was slimy.
1: Right. So, and this is probably unfair of me. Hedge fund guys to me sound like slimy people. Mm -hmm. Strip club owners to me sound like slimy people. Uh, Illegal loan sharks sound like slimy people. And even this whole idea of some of these arenas selling blocks of tickets uh, to other people to sell seems not great to me either so i had a I, when people kept saying what about the victims he stole people's money i'd said well okay well well who were the victims and i don't know like he wasn't none of it is right and i'm not defending craig's actions but i just feel like it was like slimy people ripping off slimy people i'll take it in a different direction all right um i
0: agree what he did was wrong. He's yeah. going to pay the penalty. He's going to jail. Got it. He's guilty. Fair. I look at it as rich people doing dumb things to rich people or illegal things to other rich people, and then going to other rich people to try to bail them out of the stupid illegal things they did to the rich people. Right. So you can use whatever adjective you want. I'll go with rich people. I like that. Um, rich I'll, people I'll ripping lay off, the off slimy. All right. I'll go with rich, and it's illegal. Yeah. Um that's all I'm going to say. I to me it's more of a um knowing the family, I feel horrendous for his wife, knowing the kids, I feel horrendous for the kids, and yeah, I feel bad for him too because he got himself in way too deep. And for people and there a lot of people on Twitter have have tagged me on just vile comments. The one I see a lot is there's no way you guys didn't know. Well, Al said it beautifully this morning the fact that he was the same person to us every single day between the hours of 4:30 a.m and 10 30 a.m there was no reason to think that this got this deep and so that's all i'm going to say about it i've, I've been literally depressed now for almost 20 hours um and go f yourself if you're going to tell me oh it's shut up and he was a friend of ours it sucks. He's going to jail. We got it. Enough. And I'm moving on. Right. What else were you battling and all,
1: And all the things that people said, well, you guys must have known, must have known. I would imagine, you know, Craig was being tracked by the FBI for a year.
0: Yeah, I guess so.
1: So all of my text messages to him, my emails to him, my phone yeah. calls to him, and not a single person at the radio station was called in to testify No. on behalf of the prosecution or the defense. Right. We really had nothing to do with so it. So if we knew something, I would imagine, especially on Craig's side, he looked desperate at the end there. Yeah. And nothing. Yeah. From any of us. No. Then the other one I got a lot of, and I had some intelligent conversation about this with people, and then I had some where I was just fighting with them, was this idea now that uh, gambling is an addiction, gambling is a disease, much like alcoholism and drug addiction and that sort of thing. Uh and yet, you guys will go to a commercial break and do a live read for uh, sports gambling, which is now legalized in New Jersey, or for Atlantic City casinos. Right. And how do you do that when uh, it's a di- uh, you know gambling is a disease? <clears throat> so I was always trying to compare it to alcoholism. Mm-hmm. I agree. Saying, you know, we does that mean that Budweiser should not be able to advertise? Or have a product. Or have a product. Should Buffalo Wild Wings not be able to advertise? I agree. Applebee's, Fridays, they all serve alcohol. I
0: said that to Greg. It was a very good analogy he used. Yeah. Listen, some people have it in them that they become addicted to certain things. Others don't. I don't understand the rhyme or the reason or what chemical makeup is in the person that has that chemical pull or whatever it is. You know, tobacco I certainly understand. Um, I I understand drug addiction, I understand on the surface the alcohol and what it does to your body and your body craves it. The gambling's different for sure because while there are some people that will tell you, yeah, well, you know what, nobody forced you to throw that vodka down your throat, there is a chemical dependency on your body that you need to break. Right. And I assume it's the same thing with gambling addiction, even though there's no product that you're consuming, it's I guess the rush and the—I don't know. I've right, never a brain been, like a
1: brain addiction. To I it. guess
0: it is. Um, I, it's it's tough, and for some people, it's really bad, and I feel bad for them.
1: Yeah, but it's like if if it's an illegal thing, then yes, you wouldn't do. It. But but, gambling is legalized. Yeah, those companies have a right to advertise. Uh, alcohol is legalized. Those companies have a right to advertise, and I don't know that it matters or not. But Craig's gambling addiction was blackjack and only blackjack he didn't play poker he didn't bet even though he talked about sports betting here he didn't do it he, he did not bet sports and that's why and I guess my
0: last thing on this and that's why when I look back on all the times I said this morning I felt partly responsible there's a part of me that feels partly responsible for it you know I it was f- when we went out with him he was a blast yeah he was the guy that Couldn't wait to have everybody at the dinner table where he was going to order for everybody. And you never really worried about, you'd be, sometimes you're like, I guess I can't eat what I want tonight. And that next thing you knew, everything was coming to the table and there was always plenty to eat. And he was the one who had the great stories to tell. And he was the one that held court. And, you know, that was part of really what was a lot of fun on a night and night out basis when we went out. When we would get to the tables, kind of goes back to what you said. It all, it just seemed like he just always won. And we never saw. I mean, I saw him lose once, maybe. Right. Uh, probably once I saw him lose. Out of all the times, though, I saw him win. You said, and say,
1: you know what? I be skilled at it, I guess. I don't know. And honestly, how many times a year was that? We didn't uh, really twice. socialize. It was probably twice outside of it, right? So when we would go to Borgata or go to Mohegan, right. or go to the Super Bowls, sure. But that we, if and that, they were cities with gambling, which there weren't mostly. But he was clearly doing this all the time. Right. In local casinos and when he would go on vacation, that sort of thing, which we didn't see. I
0: only made... I know when you think about all the years we were together, it was Borgata Mohegan Sun once each year. Right. And we we certainly partook in it, and I thought we're having fun with it. I didn't realize it continued once we left. Um, and there was one trip I made with him on a random Tuesday or something. Other than that, and that's in 10 years or
1: nine right. years for me, other than that... And well, listen. When he would win big, it was fun to be around. Like it was, of course. And I remember thinking to myself, "Why can't I figure this out?" Right. Like legitimately, he would win so much money so easily that I would see it, and like, wow, how? Why am I not doing this? Right. Because it ain't easy. Right. Because eventually, catches up to you. Yeah. And we really ran into that classic case of when he would win, and he would he would talk about blackjack a lot. And uh, I guess when he would lose, he wouldn't mention that he won. Right. And you really had no idea because he was the same person. Right. Right. And when we look back now and go, okay, this was when the FBI was following him and this is when he was having all his problems. And you could not tell those days at work. He would still come in. He'd still order pizza. He'd order Chinese food. I mean, can you find a different pattern of behavior?
0: No. I mean, you know, the only one that you can go to, but I, and we really made it more fun. It was the morning he fell asleep and going into right. the commercial break. I do remember you that day, saying something right with him today.
1: Right, but then the other thing was, you know, he had restless leg I, syndrome. He didn't sleep when he didn't he, take his medicine. Right, so that medicine made him very tired. Yeah, because he wouldn't sleep and he'd be up all night. and He'd come in and
0: be sleepy. He would. There would be mornings he would come in and be like, "We're in for a doozy today, boys. Right. Haven't slept since Saturday." Like, oh boy.
1: Well, we would know driving in if we put on the overnight show and he was in the studio, right. we'd be like, oh, no, Craig's at work already. You How know? many times at 2.30 <laughs>
0: in the morning and he's on with Tony Page? Like, yeah. Why are you there?
1: Right. Because he couldn't sleep. And it was uh, funny at the time. Yeah. The other thing was, you know, Craig was also in a position where, and and all the talk show hosts really, when an athlete screws up, we sure. pummel them, mm-hmm. which leaves very little room in your life no doubt. to get sympathy from... The audience that didn't like Craig and he was one of those personalities like a Howard Stern, like Mike Francesa, where even people that claim to hate him still listen to. him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So those people that would hear Craig, you know, attacking Odell Beckham or whoever it was. So now when you fall down, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt from the audience.
0: It's a part I've told you for years, you know the biggest thing I don't like about being a talk show host, and I'm not for the most part. I mean, I did it for a few months last year, and that's fine, and I don't mind filling in once in a while. But the thing I don't like about the everyday, for lack of a better term, grind of being a talk show host is you are really judged upon the ratings you get, and what draws ratings is really over-the-top analysis and bull crap. And opinions about people... That do things so much better than you, and yet you're the one sitting there <laughs> like you're on high right? judging what they do for right. a living. Like, how did you drop that ball on third and ten? Let me throw you out there with, you know, six guys converging on you and have Brett Favre throw a dart right at your face. And we make it seem like it's so easy and right. it's so friggin' hard and such a small percentage of the population can do it. And here we are the middle-aged doofus, right, sitting behind the microphone, criticizing the twenty-five-year-old yeah. Adonis athlete that is just chiseled out of stone, and it's like, like Bart Scott walks in, and you sit there and say, "My God, we, we criticize him, right, <laughs>
1: when he was thirty, right, and he's over the hill to be playing Everybody's, now; he can't play." I mean, give me a break. But the other thing was, aye, aye, as aye. as someone that sat with Craig every morning before the show, during the shows, I can tell you. While he was getting on the air and killing athletes, he did not care about sports. I know that. He didn't. I know. It was fun. It was entertaining. He was a pro wrestler, right? It's a great way to put it. So in some ways, getting angry at Craig for what he did to his life because he attacked athletes would be like being mad at Hulk Hogan for something that he did in In the the wrestling ring. Right. Right. And we talked about the power of radio earlier today on the show and that- Because you're spending four hours a day every single day with these people, everything seems real. So Craig's personality seemed like that was Craig in real life. And Craig was not that way in real life. No, Craig was quiet. Like, people would say to me, uh, oh, man, you know, Craig, uh, bust your balls. Uh, Oh, he must be a pain in the ass, like, before the show and after the show. No.
0: Completely different guy. Yes. That's why I said this morning, you know, he was never anything but amazing to me and my family and certainly he would put you in very awkward spots as he did to me for nine years i always told you i would walk out every day and my segment especially in the latter years my last segment of the day with the show a lot of days was ending close to 10 o'clock like that last segment would go 25 minutes sometimes maybe 30 minutes and you really felt like you were like almost a third portion of the show and a lot of times it would be at my expense and then you'd walk out, and there'd be some days, like, you would just take a deep breath, but I got through another one. I got 20 hours. I don't have to worry about this again until 6 o'clock. He always kept you on your toes. Right. And then he'd walk out, and you'd think he was either angry at you or just really took shots at you. And then he'd walk out and be like, hey, um, got practice tonight? Right. Need any help? Or, you know, are you staying in the city for, you know, Rutgers lady? You want to go get lunch? I'm like, huh?
1: Go to lunch. Right. After that? It was just—it was the show. And if someone was mad at him, he could—he legitimately couldn't remember why. Like, why would they possibly be mad about? Or cared? Right.
0: Yeah. I'll never forget him ripping. I think it was Evan, and then he saw Evan at like ten eighteen after a break, and he's like, "Yo, what's up, kid?" And Evan looked at him like, <laughs> "You jerk!" Right. Like, I no, no issue whatsoever in Craig's mind. Right.
1: That you had just been killing me.
0: Right. He's like, I did? Now when was this? Yeah. Uh, seven thirty. Oh, right. I'll go back and listen. I don't right. remember.
1: <laughs> okay. And I would say that in around the building, he was uh like for us, he was somebody who did always look out for those the lower guys on his show. Right? So he Sure. He, he he talked Chernoff into giving us the warm-up program. Yeah, he did. He said, put those guys on for fifteen minutes, let them do Something <laughs> to, to segue between, you know, the, a slower pace of an overnight right. show into, you a
0: know, a slower pace of nonsense.
1: Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> but into then Craig, uh, you know, going crazy and screaming.
0: Yeah. No, he did. I mean, he thing. always did that and was always looking to do more for us. Yeah. Ah, hmm. it is, you know, talking to my wife too, yesterday, just cause she was the one that came outside, um, to t- show me the phone. I was just talking to him like, you know, it's weird how four or five, really six hours a day we were around him. Right. And in some cases with him. Five days a week for about approximately 47 weeks a year, especially when we really took vacation together, which has changed now and that's fine. But I, I told him, like, I spent more time with him from, you know, late stages 2008 until September of last year than I spent with you. And she looked at me like I was nuts. I'm like, do the math. I'm like, you know, we work different hours. I don't see you in the morning. I don't see you in the afternoon. I see you for two, three hours at night, Monday through Friday, and you work Saturday. So I would see you Saturday night. And all right, Sunday. I said, do the math. Six times five is 30. I spent more time with him than I did you for all that time. And now it's to watch him. I think what really got me yesterday was him coming out of the courtroom. I don't know if you saw the video of that. And uh, addressing the media briefly. And it just... You know that was when she had showed me that, and my phone was off, and I'm glad it was off. I was just like, you know what, I can't even look at this anymore.
1: Yeah, and the gambling addiction is uh, different, I think, than alcoholism or narcotics and that sort of thing, in that I think it's easier to hide that from friends, family, and colleagues. Oh yeah, because if somebody has an alcohol addiction, you might smell the alcohol, you might see it in their eyes, you Same might thing
0: with the tobacco.
1: Yeah. But I think gambling is one of those ones where it just, if they want to hide it from you, it's easier
0: If you have hidden. the personality to do so, and he had a very calming personality when he needed to, which sounds crazy. But you could look at him and, I mean, honestly, I'll bet you if you talked to him last week, he said everything was going to be fine.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I've talked to him throughout this, uh, uh, the before the trial. Uh, You know, since he resigned from here and he was confident in his innocence and I wouldn't challenge him on things because I, I didn't,
0: there's no reason to, yeah, I
1: didn't really know what the evidence was against him other than the things that I read. So I was just trying to, uh, talk to a friend and let him kind of vent his stuff. And I would occasionally ask him, well, you know, I read this, what does that mean? Right. Uh, I know he was he was very much looking forward uh, to getting his day in court. He seemed like he was very much interested in being able to address the mm-hmm. jury. Yep, I am sure he was talked out of that. Right, as as many legal experts said, no, the, the you would never take the stand. Right, and he wanted to take the stand, but he must have been convinced otherwise. Um, there wasn't as much coverage during the trial as I thought we would have seen.
0: No, as if you don't even know when they
1: were in, tri- in court. Because what what all... all uh, From somebody looking at the reports, the few that came through, it didn't look like they mounted much of a defense.
0: Uh, I don't think they mounted a defense at all.
1: They didn't call a
0: single witness. Nope. It was a closing argument, basically.
1: Yeah, that was very strange to me for... You know, I know. I know he got high-priced lawyers. They this they wasn't did a, what? this wasn't a public defender that was given to him for free by the court. So I don't know.
0: The only thing I took from his defense, from everything I read, is that their defense attorney said money's fungible and he can do what he wants with it. I, I read nothing else. Yeah, that was it. There was no this was wrong or you misre- misrepresented this to the prosecutor. I, I saw nothing about a defense
1: just that it was really short. Right. From everything that I saw and know about Craig, this is what I think to me happened. He was a high-stakes blackjack player. He won a lot of money for a very long time. I think he probably went on a little bit of a losing streak. He thought, if I borrowed this money from this source, I bet I can win it back and be even-steven with everybody. When that didn't work, he maybe tried it again, and now all of a sudden— You're in in deep. It's spiraling time. And I do believe that's really what happened. I don't think he went into this going, I'm going to take money from this hedge fund and take—
0: No, I think it's what one caller said. He was robbing Peter to pay Paul until he could figure it out.
1: Right. And when you're on a winning streak for so many years and you go on a losing streak, you assume at some point it's going to bounce back in your favor. And that he would have been able to win that money back, put everything back where it should have been, yep. and started fresh. And it never, he never caught back up. Doesn't work
0: that way. Doesn't work that way. So.
1: So that's it. All right, Jerry. Yeah. All I right, man. No sex robot stories. I have no There actually is hub. one.
0: K-Rock in L.A. Yeah. They tweeted out that they're trying to help someone bring a sex robot brothel to West Hollywood. West Hollywood. And then there was also a um, a sportscaster on, I think NBC in Vegas. I think, look it up, Google uh, it. He was accused of masturbating in a at a slot machine.
1: All right, to the slot machine or at a slot? Machine? At
0: it at, at nine it. fifteen in the morning. He said he had a rash. Okay, and he was itching himself. Itching the rash. They say they have video surveillance that says he was doing the other thing. Got it. It does not a good look for hmm. him.
1: That's not good. No, I don't think that's good. I also heard uh, Mike Fliegelman, overnight producer, he went to see Bill Burr. He said uh, at Madison Square Garden, he said Bill Burr does a whole thing about sex robots. Who started that? Oh, by the way. Probably us. Yeah, that's right. Ripping us off. I got to go. All right, Jerry, the warm up program is next where we touched uh, a little bit more on the Craig situation and uh, did some awkward sports stories. So.
0: It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Brought to you by Newcastle Building what? Products. Where
1: did we go? And the only streak-free roof from Scotchgard 3M. Use it on your roof already. They're not a sponsor anymore, Jerry. You're going to have to back that right back up. And three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Come oh, on, we we are. It's the warm-up show. With Alan Jerry. That's how it ends? No, it's gotta be smoother than that. That sounds terrible. Already? Come on. I thought a button got hit wrong. So did I. All right. Well, whatever. It's a quarter to six. Uh, how we doing, Al, how are you? Jerry chaos all around here. Uh Craig was found guilty. Yeah. Mike Francesa told us our show stinks. Sam Darnold's walking around in a walking boot. A guy named Brody is running the Mets. That's all I have as far as that goes. Yeah, I got to
0: tell you, man, yeah. and, and we don't spend too much time on it. We only have okay. about four minutes. Four minute is, show. We've commercials short. today, or are they cut too? <laughs> no, they they will be there. Um, Smooth start Just quickly, so far. and then we can move on to your nonsensical stories okay. that you do find. Um, I, you know, it's funny how the verdict came out yesterday, and you know, you and I have been following it every day. Yes, for the it wasn't very long of a trial as it was. I got to tell you, it really hit me hard yesterday, and um, yeah, usually very excited to come to work. Today's kind of yuck. I'm not going to not gonna lie. Bummed you out a little bit. It bummed me out, and the other thing, too, I stayed off social media yesterday as soon as um, it was announced, and I'm glad I did, because some of the stuff I've read this morning, and I get it, what he did, fine, he's going to jail, I get it, that's fine, but but some of the vile comments just blew me away the wrong way,
1: if yes. you will. Yeah, people on uh, Twitter are not the nicest folks. And normally it comes from people that they're not showing their faces. They'll be like, uh, you know, like a cartoon character or of some sort. They're like a a guy in a Bugs Bunny uh, avatar. (laughs) Or the egg. Telling you you suck. Right. Uh, Yeah, it was, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, misconceptions, I think, of what happened in Craig's thing. Yep. And. You know, a lot of people, they'll they'll tell me, like, that Craig ripped off people's 401ks, which is not the case. I would say that uh, Craig was probably involved with other people that were also not doing great things.
0: Let's just say the whole thing wasn't great. The whole thing wasn't (laughs) great. So, whatever. And anyway, what else we got?
1: What else do we have, Jerry, today? Oh, uh, so Sam Darnold is in a walking boot. Yeah, how about that? Where'd that come from? Which I thought looked relaxing, being in a walking yeah, boot could, just watching practice. Well, no, just the walking boot itself. I've looks been like, in
0: walking boot three different uh, times. It's not. It's not fun. That's what I've heard. It's not fun because you can't move. Like your foot doesn't move properly. You're walking around stiffly.
1: It looked if like you a will. nice air cushion.
0: Uh it is a nice. I that is true. Like but a it's Nike, not like an air
1: mattress, like a Nike Air sneaker.
0: No, it's not. Pump up the. Uh, the little tongue of the a re- sneaker. A Reebok pump. Did you ever, so you've never been in a walking boot? Never been Did in a ever walking boot. you your Achilles? No. I had a partial tear of my Achilles once. It started in a walking boot and then it wasn't getting better, which is when I got, I guess it was an x-ray or whatever the hell it was. "Oh, so you partially tore it. Then they put me in a cast for eight weeks. Then when you get out of the cast, your foot doesn't remember how to move. Right. And it's like stretching, you know, the muscle or the uh, the tendons and it's the pain. It's brutal. It's so, no,
1: There's nothing comfortable about so it. So what's Sam Darnold's problem? I don't know, because there was no problem the other day. And uh, Todd Bowles has not ruled him out, although right. everyone else has ruled him out. Yeah. And Josh McCown will get another start. How about this?
0: I None like of that. Nobody, at least not I'm aware of, nobody mentioned the idea of Sam Darnold not playing this week until number seven to my left. Boomer was the one on Monday morning that said maybe he needs to sit down for a week. I had not heard that from anywhere. But not injury-related. Not injury-related. Boomer thought he needed a mental break. And then I thought it was curious that there were others that all of a sudden said, hey, maybe the Jets should sit down Sam Darnold for a week. Next thing you know, he shows up at practice with an air cast,
1: Walking in a boot. Right.
0: And maybe maybe Todd Bowles is taking advice from Boomer.
1: So we don't know what this quarterback battle is going to be like. At the uh, MetLife Stadium, I do
0: think Josh Allen's going to play. You do, I do. Watching his press, saw his press conference uh, before I left here yesterday. I Saw a few clips. It, he looks like he's playing Sunday.
1: So, Battle of the Josh.
0: Yes, Josh versus Josh. I, I wonder if that's so.
1: ever happened in the NFL. Hmm, that's a good question. Josh McCown versus Josh Allen.
0: I don't know the answer to that. We can effort that. And the the uh, there Didn't was the a Bucks have a quarterback named Josh once. Josh. I don't think so. Josh Freeman. Thank you, Eddie. All right. (laughs) For a minute. I wonder if Josh Freeman ever started against Josh McCown. All
1: right, Jerry, I will check Elias. You what? Elias, Sports Bureau.
0: (laughs) I thought you were struggling to (laughs) speak
1: there. (laughs) See if they have that. Also, I did see this on Pro Football Talk, and this was encouraging to me because I do think even though Sam Darnold's having not the best year. right. Um and you know I know Boomer always brings up Troy Aikman having had a horrendous uh, was, first.
0: I believe Aikman was zero eight his first year.
1: Yeah, uh, having a horrendous first year. That uh, uh, Sam Darnold is on pace to break a Peyton Manning record. Sure. From Peyton Manning's first year, where he threw twenty-eight interceptions in a three and thirteen season. Had that go for him the rest of his career? Right. Yeah, pretty good. That's why I still get people that will tweet me and go, This is Twitter voice. You still think the Giants should have taken Sam Darnold? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I do still think you that. Can't
0: t- nobody can say anything until about 10 years I from can. now. Well, you can, but no one's listening to you, really. Oh. <laughs> Ten right. You got to give from it now three, three we'll years, a couple years. Absolutely. Give me no three doubt. years. Because if you think about it, I mean. Trying to think some of the like Ryan Leaf, I'm sure people thought was going to have a huge career. Yes. He didn't. It was him or Peyton Manning. Manning did. Remember, um, who was the quarterback in Washington? Was it Robert Griffin the third? Remember yes. his first year?
1: RG I called him RG three.
0: Redskins thought they had their quarterback for the next 15 years. Now, if I remember, his problem was more he got injured. Yes. But still, you're one injury away from being not a bust, but having nothing. Right. So who knows? We'll judge it in how about six years from now.
1: I'll give you five years, Jerry. All right, five give years. Give me now. five years. We
0: can judge it in five years.
1: And then this was a weird story that I think came out over the weekend, and now there's an update to it. Did you see like Floyd Mayweather? I did was, see this. Had had evidently agreed to fight a twenty year old kickboxer yes. in, in Japan.
0: I did on New Year's Eve, I think. Yes, I did. I saw I, that.
1: Now I'm going to try to pronounce this fellow's name.
0: Uh, Floyd.
1: No, that one May I know. Weather. Floyd Mayweather. My friend. this kickboxer. Tension Nasukawa. He could kill you with one kick to the hey, side. Why would your you head? fight a twenty year old kickboxer? I don't know. Well, Floyd Money? is evidently backed out of this yeah, deal. Because
0: he probably realized what the hell am I getting myself into? Now, if it was just a boxing match against the kid, I could see him doing it. But if it's right. full kickboxing, get out. That's not your lane.
1: I wouldn't even know how, like, let's say they agreed to just box each other. Right. That kid's instincts is to kick you in the head.
0: Right. So how does he
1: right. when, with old? I, if I got desperate and I was that kid? Do right, a. you're losing. Right. Uh, Just kick him and get disqualified. Roundhouse kick right yep. to the face. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, my instincts kicked Especially in there. Especially Floyd Mayweather, who's worth a billion dollars. Yeah, so Floyd Mayweather <laughs> says that he never really agreed to this. Right. No money was ever discussed. Oh, really? He thought he was going to fight in an, that it was an exhibition for really rich guys to show up and mm. pay, each of them pay a whole lot of money. So that he to could make
0: this. $150 million yeah. for one man.
1: I'm Boomerus <laughs> Hyacinth, But now he says he's out. And he's retired.
0: Makes no sense.
1: Not interested in boxing 20-year-old kickboxers. Makes
0: no sense. Can I bring up one thing? Sure, Jerry. Because you mentioned something that kind of got lost. And I don't want this to get lost. Remember I asked you during one of the segments yesterday, can I play a clip that aired on Inside the NFL? Yes. So that was the Bill Belichick audio, which I never got to because that segment took a left turn and I never got back to it. They mic'd them up. Yeah, they mic'd him up. And I'll get back to – I'll play it this morning, maybe 6.30 or 7.30. I'll definitely get to it. But I like the headline of has some – Belichick has some harsh criticism of Rodgers or something yes. like that. And then you watch the four minutes that he's miked up for. Someone's got to explain to me where this harsh criticism Agree. is because he is sitting there. If you watch the four minutes and not just the eight second clip where he says he's just throwing the ball up there, we're going to pick a couple off is essentially the harsh criticism. He spends all this time talking about how the defensive front is doing a great job of pressuring him into uncomfortable situations, and then he's got nowhere to go with the ball. So if you look at the whole thing in its totality, there's no criticism. And then at the end, he's like, dude, you're the greatest.
1: yeah, you know how I'm Fine. a big headline reader, Jerry, and then I don't read the articles. Terrible. Yes. At night, when I put, I'm starting to put together my show sheet for the show. I'm a big headline guy, and in the in the morning, I read the articles. Delete. I deleted it. You have to because I had in my in the show sheet, Bill Belichick criticizes Aaron Rodgers, Mike ri- up harshly, harshly. It's really, it's. Then I listened to it. I was like, really, what he was doing was pumping up his defense, saying, yes. pressure him, he'll float the ball up there. We'll get a couple picks.
0: Not to mention, at one point in the piece, he's like, boy, to hold him and this team to 17 points, that is one. That's hard to do. Like, it's like he was praising him throughout. And this one thing where he's pumping up his D line, like, right. I, I didn't like that at all. So I will play it. They can discuss and uh, you can have your. Does he
1: have to agree to be mic'd up? He doesn't seem like a mic'd up kind of know. guy.
0: I'm not sure. I would think so, yeah. I would think you have to. It might be in their contract, too. That they got to be mic'd up one game a year.
1: I love mic'd up stuff.
0: It is fun. I agree. It is good.
1: Then you get to hear what's really going on on the field. Like,
0: there was a good, and I, I got to get through it, but there was a great conversation a back and forth with him and the officials. Like, one of the officials was telling him, Hey, did you want a timeout? And Belichick's like, Well, I wanted to see the formation. And the officials, like, You can't be down there. Oh, dude, come on. And they, they z- silence out the cursing. Like, it's a great inside look at the, what yes. goes on on the sideline. It's kind of cool, actually. So I think we have to take a break. All right, Jerry. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes, and then we got Boomer and Gio at the top on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry on the warm-up show. Uh, oh, I mean, all right, can we fix this for tomorrow? Because it's stupid. Uh, a couple minutes to the top. Uh, the Knicks did beat the Hawks 112-107. Uh, you got the Yankees with Gary Sanchez gonna have shoulder surgery. CC Sabathia, the one-year deal next year will be his last year. And uh Sam Darnold uh, was in the walking boot, as you pointed out earlier. Uh, before
1: Al. What else? Uh, did you see that Brian Cashman, Jerry, inadvertently has pretty much said that he's talking to uh, Patrick Corbin, the pitcher? His agent. That his agent. Because right. he which, said, yes, I've been having discussions. No
0: surprise, because everybody knows Corbin wants the Yankees, and the Yankees want him. So this idea that this is a big story, oh, once it's again, big.
1: is silly. Now, you're a big MLB Network guy, Jerry. What can you tell us about Patrick Corbin? Good pitcher who wants the Yankees. What team is he probably on now? Probably the Diamondbacks.
0: Diamondbacks. And, you know, Zach Granke is their big pitcher. And so he probably gets lost in the shuffle, but he's been good. And if he wants the Yankees, it's going to be a perfect marriage. Man, if you remember, uh, Al, last summer they had asked him about his possible free agency coming up. And he said, oh, I've been a Yankee fan my whole life.
1: Is that right?
0: <laughs> yes. And remember the big story was if you're a Diamondback fan, aren't you annoyed at this?
1: Yeah, I would love to just be living in Arizona. Pitch for a team. There's no pressure.
0: I got an email from the... I bought tickets for the San Francisco Giants last summer, so I got an email about spring training in Arizona with the Giants in March. That sounds like a dream.
1: Although Arizona does have uh, various animals that Mm, will kill you. Right,
0: like you could walk out and and be eaten.
1: By a scorpion. Right. Well, well, not eaten by a scorpion.
0: Coyote. I was thinking of being eaten by a coyote.
1: A um, snake. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That will eat you, Jerry.
0: Like, would you ever be comfortable going to your car with these no. hours? Walk outside your house, 2.30 in the morning, God knows what's out there. When I
1: lived in Florida, you'd go to your car in a in a parking lot, and you would hear alligators hissing. For real? Yeah. In the parking lot? Well, because there was always a little marshy areas and all Get these. Get ready for a oh, College Hoops box office blitz Thursday.